Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the show. So normally, this is the part where I introduce an amazing guest, I get super excited, and then I hand it over to them to introduce themselves. Well, today, you're stuck with me, and we have a little solo cast for you today. So here's the thing. I often get the question of, how do you navigate really understanding who you are? I mean, I hear it all the time from clients and people reaching out to me and sharing their stories and their struggles. And a lot of people say to me, Gina, I just don't know who I am anymore. And this is one of the most heartbreaking things that I hear from people, but it's also something that's really freeing. Because once you're aware that something is not feeling right, then you have that power to really change it. And let's be real, I have been there. I know that heavy feeling. I know what it feels like to one day just wake up and you have this sense of something's wrong and you're not happy. So how do you start looking within? And I just did air quotes around it, but obviously you can't see me. But the reason why I say look within is because we're really taught to look outwards. We are taught to please other people. We are taught external validation. We're taught how to fit in. We're taught to follow a, you know, a set of rules. And if you take a look back from the moment you were born and how you developed the skills you did, you did it through repetition, you did it through applauding, you did it through people cheering you on, and then subconsciously, that external validation really gave you the okay to follow through on the things that you were doing. So what I mean by that is, for example, when you first started to walk, the first time that you started to walk and you fell down, what happened? Did everybody go, oh, it's okay, she's never going to walk and that's okay? No, they cheered you on and then when you started to walk, people got excited and then you became addicted to this excitedness, this external validation. Then the same thing in school, you are taught to please, you're taught to fit in, you're taught to follow these rules and it's really a systemic problem where we have to go back really to birth to kind of look at how all of these things have been passed on. And undoing all these things, it can be really challenging. So whatever season you're in, just please stop and give yourself some much needed love, not judge yourself on this journey. And this is also not a blame game, it's rather an acceptance game. So I don't want you looking back and going, oh my God, like my childhood did this, or my mom did this, or my dad did this. That's not the place for it. Having this radical acceptance and accepting where you are and owning your feelings and your emotions and your behaviors and your patterns is the very first step. And most people struggle with this because they get stuck in that shame and blame game and then they fall into a cycle of focusing on that instead of doing what's next. 
So if you aren't sure on even where to begin with acceptance, the first step is just creating the space and the time for you to actually slow down and get in touch with who you are. And when I ask my clients what they don't like about themselves, and you can even do this as you're listening, if I said to you right now, what are 10 things you don't like about yourself? And you can mentally rhyme them off if you like. I'm gonna pause for a second and give you some time to do that. Now, if I switch it and I say, okay, now you have to say 10 great things about yourself. You get awkward. You're like, I don't know. I can't, I can't look at those things because you've probably never been taught how to really accept who you are and own the qualities that make you you. And as we become adults, we fall into this, I'm saying trap, but I guess it's not necessarily a trap, but into the cycle of really going after the Joneses, going for the next thing and really never asking yourself, is this what I truly want? We just fall into step. And if you take a look back, I mean, I remember when I was a little girl, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna have children, and it was just what you did. And at some point, it's okay to question it and say, just because other people are doing it, that doesn't mean that I want to do it for me. So allowing yourself that space to really check into that. Now, the other thing too, is if you're saying, Gina, like make time for myself, I'm so busy, I, you know, I'm doing this, I'm running ragged. One of, a friend of mine pointed out to me one time, she said that creating this space for yourself starts with saying no to the things that are draining you and that don't light you up. And that will create the space so you can bring in the things that really do light you up. But out of obligation, we say yes to things all the time, whether it's for that external validation or because we feel we need that little worthiness hit or we don't want to disappoint people or we're people pleasers. So there's all these reasons why we say yes. But now why don't we flip it and look at the reasons why you will say no, right? By saying no, you're saying yes to yourself. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, Gina, that's easy for you to say, what can you take off your plate right now that you just don't want to do? Now, let me stop because sometimes this gets misconstrued and I don't want you to think, obviously you have to change the diapers and there's things in your life that you have to do. But I mean, what are some things that you're doing out of obligation? What are some things you're saying yes to because you're looking for approval? What are some things that you're saying yes to that you really just don't want to do? And maybe you're frightened about what other people will think of you if you say no. Those are the things that you have to tap into. Those are the things that you got to be like, okay, are the, is this something that I can let go, right? So once again, this is not about the things that you have to do. There's always some things out of obligation that you have to do. But I guarantee if you took an inventory of the things that you do on a daily basis, there are some things that you can let go of. So even if you just choose one thing, that can make a huge difference in the quality of your life. Because I truly believe even if you're making 10 to 15 minutes for yourself a day, that can have a ripple effect into every other piece of your life. So I ask you, as you're listening to this, what is one thing you could let go of or say no to that would have a positive impact on your life? Okay? And then in that space, when you are having this time now for yourself, look at your rituals. 
What are you doing daily? Do you have anything in your day that's actually challenging the way you think, the way you feel, the way you behave? And if not, and if you keep doing the same things over and over, you're going to keep repeating the same patterns and you're going to keep repeating that same outcome. So in that space that you're creating, it's very important for you to self-reflect, to look at things in a different way, and you really have to change how you feel and think if you want those actions to change, right? And if you're thinking, you know what, I need some new daily rituals, if that's the case, I do have a fantastic program going right now that's three months that it's not too late to join. It's called The Hub. So if you need guidance at the, the Morning Routine Hub, if you need some guidance, then I'll just pop the link in the... Um, the show notes so you can check it out. So that's just for your daily rituals. But here's the thing though, all of these things that you're challenging and all of the rituals that you're doing daily, this is where the change is going to happen. So how can we tie all this together and how can we make it work? Because there's still an idea of things having to be perfect. Right, so a lot of people are holding onto this image of perfection and it's really keeping them stuck and it's not allowing them for any room of error or making mistakes or being human, right? And if you stop and you think, and if you look up to some of your mentors on social media and you think, man, I want that, I want that calm, I want that all togetherness. And I hate to break it to you, y'all we're having a human experience and every single human on this planet has doubt has comparison has ego all the things they just know what to do with it when it rears its ugly head or they don't share it right so they have tools in place but that doesn't mean that they don't feel these things so putting our mentors up on pedestals you know, and really not facing the, or having this illusion that everything is perfect, is really stopping you because if you're aiming for perfection, think about the actions that you're going to be taking to get perfection. You're not gonna wanna make mistakes. You're not gonna want things to get messy. You're only gonna do things if you know the outcome. So really challenge and don't be fooled that what you see on social media is someone's reality. Every single human struggles. And you might have heard like the saying before, never meet your idol because you'll be disappointed. And society has really created this false illusion and we need to change the narrative and we have to change the whole idea around that altogether. Because a human experience means we're gonna mess up. Welcome it, learn from it. A human experience means we're not perfect. Don't aim for that perfection. A human experience means that no one is meant to be the same. So instead of trying to be somebody else, tap into being yourself a little more, right? You don't need to be anybody else. You're perfectly okay just the way you are. So you might be thinking, okay, great, Gina, this sounds good, but how do we do it? So it comes back to making that space again to develop these new rituals and challenge our own stories, our own perspectives, our own experiences, and then get intentional on what you want to think instead, right? And not letting our thoughts be dictated by alternative agendas. So if you are questioning yourself today and comparing yourself to others or wishing you were somewhere else, somebody else, you are your superpower. And just who you are today in this moment, that's enough. And the only competition you should have is you. I know it's easier said than done, but if you can change your focus and challenge your habits and really commit to you, I promise you this will change everything. 
Now, I'm very curious. <laughs> As I'm saying all these things, I would be bold enough to say that so many excuses just came in. And you're saying, uh, but Gina, but Gina, but Gina. And then it's following a bunch of excuses. But I want you to challenge these stories that you've been telling yourself that you can't do these things. And I'm currently reading a book by John uh, Acuff, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, and it's called Soundtracks. And he says one of the surest reasons that you are listening to thoughts or broken soundtracks that are just not true is criticism and objection. So if somebody offers you a solution or offers you an alternative and your first reaction is, nope, it's not going to work. And it kind of, you kind of go in absolutes. That will never work for me. I will never be able to do that. That will always be something that I fail at. If you're using absolutes and your first reaction is criticism that it won't work, chances are that you have a story playing on repeat telling you that you can't do these things and it's not true. So whenever you have these thoughts come up, just remind yourself that you can challenge these thoughts and ask yourself, number one, are these thoughts kind? Are they true and are they helpful? And if you can really dive into those through different avenues, you will probably find that they are just thoughts and that you've adopted them as your own somewhere along the way. But the beautiful thing about this journey of really tapping into who you are Everything that you think, believe, and how you act can change. And it just comes down to you wanting it. It can't just be enough for you to listen to a podcast and say, yeah, that would be great. And then you go back and do things that you were doing before. You have to be committed. You want to change. And if you want those things, I guarantee you, you will find a way. So even just challenging yourself in that. But whatever is coming up, like ask yourself these questions, kind, helpful, true. And then you can really break through them. And be brave enough to challenge these beliefs, right? It's really, really hard to sometimes do this inner work. And oftentimes how we live and breathe and think is just, it's totally determined by our environment and how we were brought up and how our parents thought they were passed on down to us. But we can change that with your healthy questioning and with your growth work. But that comes down to you, right? And one of the biggest things too, when people are starting to change and starting to be on this journey of self-reflection and really tapping into the air, one of the biggest, I guess, restrictions or limitations that come up is that my partner is not supportive. Gina, how can I get my partner on board? I don't know if I can do this by myself. And one of the things, and this is not just with a partner, but any Tom, you are in a relationship with somebody. I cannot express this enough that communication is the key. If there's one thing that I know, and if there's one thing that I've learned after working with people my whole entire life, it's the unwillingness and lack of awareness to look at different perspectives has killed more relationships and created more problems than a good, honest, open, and respectful conversation ever will. Because... Here's the thing. We only see things from one side, one perspective, one set of lens, and usually our assumption about things are wrong. Your brain does what it does best and it draws from past experiences to help you reach a conclusion. And I'm not sure if you know this, but our brains need to finish a thought loop and it does not do well with uncertainty. 
And we create, this is why we create so many stories and scenarios around things because our brain needs to have that thought finished. So let me ask you this. Can anybody relate? Let's just say you're in a conversation. Maybe you sent this text. It could be to someone that you really like or it could be um, just a text in general and you're waiting for a response. And you see those three dots come up on the screen, which means that they are typing back a response. And then those three dots stop. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you don't get a response. What does your brain do? <laughs> does it go, oh, I'm sure everything's fine? Or does it go, this person's mad at me? Oh my goodness, they just ignored me. And you come up with all these scenarios and stories that are simply not true. But it's because your brain needs to finish its loop. It needs to finish its thought pattern. And if you think about different scenarios all throughout your life, you send an email, they don't get back right away. You call and we always go worst case scenario because our brain is trying to protect us, right? But usually we are wrong about our assumptions. Number one, the brain is doing its job. And number two, we predict our scenarios to, to end a certain way based on how they've ended in the past. So we have two things going against us that really skews the truth of any situation. So this is why communication is huge. And this is why you need to have the conversations. And But not only just have a conversation, because a lot of people will go into a conversation with their backs up, with I need to prove myself, with I had to be right, pounding their chest, right? But you have to be open for feedback. And we are terrible at this. We would rather stand up on a pedestal and make sure our side is heard without any room for feedback, without any room for reflection, or to be able to even own any of our own shit. So we have to be open to other sides. We have to be willing to look at things from a different perspective and a different side. My husband does this for me so well. And it, it's not always easy because sometimes I don't want to hear it, but I know that for my growth that I can go to him and I can say, Dwayne, here's the situation. What am I missing? Give me the other side, the other perspective. What could I possibly be missing? And I think that is so important in a relationship because not only does he see things from a different lens, he's very analytical and is able to look at different perspectives that sometimes I miss because I'm very emotional and I lead with my heart. And sometimes a logical piece for me, I miss. And I'm like, but why can't everyone just get along? Why can't? He's like, Gina. And he helps me back it up and look at different perspectives. And our ego and this desire to be right, it usually gets in the way of so many things and prevents you from actually working through something. Thing. And that something could be something so small. Like, have you ever gotten into an argument with somebody and as you were arguing, you totally forgot what the argument was about and the drive to be right overcame anything and it was such a silly thing to do? But that's not necessarily okay because if you are going into a fight or a conversation and it becomes a fight because you're not able to own your part in it, where's the growth and how is that affecting your relationships, right? And I'm not saying this being perfect. I still have a long way to go. And But every time Dwayne and I have a conversation, we get better at it. And I think that's what we need to aim for is better conversations, listening better, not always trying to formulate a response. And Dwayne and I will call each other on it. Like he'll say, Gina, you're not listening. You were just waiting to respond. And I can say the same thing, right? So it's okay to be challenged because that's where you grow but when we lead with our ego and our own perspective only and our unwillingness to think that 
our assumptions could be wrong, then it just opens up so many cans of worms that really don't lead to nice places. So we have to really allow ourselves to see things from that outside perspective. And have you ever seen that visual where there's two people facing a number? One person is seeing the number nine and the other person is seeing the number six. Each perspective, they are validated in what they see. But when you take a step back and you see the bigger picture, you realize that there are two sides to each story and there are two perspectives. So it's really important to be active in the conversation and not just be like, this is what I need to say. Listen, understand that People are acting from their own experiences, from their own lenses, from their own past, their own past, whatever they've been through. That is how they're living their life. So if somebody has been hurt a lot in their past and they have an altercation, their brain automatically goes to, well, in the past, this pathway meant that I was going to get hurt. So those assumptions that they are going to be hurt in future relationships often will kill a relationship before it even starts. So as you can see, it's really hard to navigate those waters if you're only seeing them from one side when there's a whole bunch of possible different scenarios that you might be missing, right? And then when we don't do that, we just keep recreating these situations and then we validate them because we are leading in pain. And it's just a cycle. If you catch yourself cycling through different things over and over, it's because you're, you're not looking at things from a different perspective and you're missing something. So if you want the outcome to change, you have to change your actions around that. But we do. We recreate patterns and situations all the time based on our conditioning, essentially. So, and I bet if you stop right now and you look back at your relationships, just stop for a moment and think, are there any patterns that you keep recreating yourself? And are there the same situation that keeps rising up and up and up, right? But yet every time you go into a problem, you react the same way and you use the same tactics, right? So we have to change up how we do things and be willing to look at things differently in order to work through those. And that's how we support each other a little better. So the next time you do have a problem and you're working through it, have the conversation and get comfortable with being uncomfortable and really diving into what that looks like. And if it's really scary for you, then start with somebody that you love and say, this is a skill that I want to work on. Can you do it with me? I have the best friends where I can sit down and I can say, I need you to be completely honest with me and I want the feedback. I want you to know if I'm missing something. And those friends can really help you see, like it's called like the buzzword now, it's like your shadow side, but things that you might be missing and the pieces of you that might just need a little bit more attention, right? But pretending they're not there, uh, you know, it's really robbing you of that human experience because you're supposed to have these feelings, but they're going to be a waste if you don't allow them to teach you something. And as you're navigating all of this, just remember it's safe to be who you are. It's safe to be not perfect. But the other side of that is that 
we have to partake in the whole entire human experience. We have to be there for the good, the bad, the ugly, and just chopping it up to it's everybody else's the problem is not going to work. So if you are really looking to dive into who you are, it takes a lot of soul searching. It takes a lot of reflection. It takes a lot of rewiring. It takes a lot of difficult conversations with yourself. But one of the best things that you can use to help navigate that is also self-coaching. And that's one tool that I use quite often is I coach myself through it. And, but I also challenge myself that in in that as well. So challenging yourself and really looking at all the pieces and not trying to stuff down pieces of you with the fear of what other people will think. And this is, of course, very scary, but just take it step by step. Anywho, that's all I have to say today. Um, But if you are listening to this and you are struggling and you are really trying to find out who you are, just don't give up. You can do all of the hard things and just lean into the fact of imperfection and not try to fit into an ideal box and realize that whoever you are and whatever you're aiming to become It has to be your unique experience. You don't need other people to tell you who to be. You don't need to be like that person you're comparing yourself to. You are perfect just the way you are. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for keeping it real. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative real is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day and thanks for keeping it real.